Big Bad Comic Strip BS is brought to you by Anchor FM, the all-in-one platform where you can create, distribute, and monetize your podcast from any device for free. Live from the MH Studios, this is the Big Bad Comic Strip BS. I'm Greg, and as always, I bid you welcome. For our third episode, we highlight Mort Walker. Addison Morton Walker was an American comic strip writer best known for creating the newspaper strips Beetle Bailey in 1950 and High and Lois in 1954. Well, some people may know, but he signed it as Addison to some of his strips. Walker was born in El Dorado, Kansas in 1954 as the third of four children in his family. During his elementary school years, he drew for a student newspaper. He then later attended Northeast High School, where he was a cheerleader, school ed- newspaper editor, yearbook art editor, stage actor, and a radio show in Rad's neighborhood teen centers that belonged to several organizations. Quite a busy young man. He had his first comic published at age 11 and sold his first cartoon at age 12. At age 14, he regularly sold gag cartoons to Child's Life, Flying Aces, and Inside Detective magazines. When he was 15, he drew a comic strip, The Lime Juicers, for the weekly Kansas City Journal, and working as a staff artist at the same time for an industrial publisher. At age 18, he was the chief industrial designer for Hallmark Brothers, later known as Hallmark Cards, and it was instrumental in changing the company's card from Cuddly Bears to Gag Cartoons, which was more suitable for soldiers. Graduating from Northeast High School, he attended one year at Kansas City Junior College between 1942 and 1943, before going to the University of Missouri. Walker's physical presence in Columbia is noted by the shack, which was a rambling burger joint behind Jesse Hall on Conley Avenue. Images resembling the, inter- resembling the interior of the shack appeared in Beetle Bailey cartoons as, and is mentioned by name in the December, December 14, 1950 strip of Beetle Bailey. Walker visited the shack on return trips to Columbia, with last being the original structure in 1978. The shack was later destroyed in a fire in 1988, and Morton returned to 2010 for dedicating of a replica of the building in the student center with a dining area formerly called Mort's. A life-size bronze statue of Beetle Bailey stands in front of the alumni center, which is near the shack. In 1943, Walker was drafted into the U.S. Army and served in Italy where he was an intelligence and investigating officer and was also in charge of an Allied camp for 10,000 German POWs. After the war, he was posted to Italy, where he was in charge of an American guard company. He was discharged as first lieutenant in 1947. He graduated in 1948 from University of Missouri, where he was the art director and editor of the college humor magazine, Show Me. And he was also president of the local chapter of the local Kappa Sigma chapter. Sorry, folks. All right, folks, it's time actually to turn the creator spotlight over to Tom Stacy in Knobsville, USA. What I understand is Knobsville, USA is about a town in the U.S. 
the neighborhood is similar to areas where he grew up. A lot of the people are amalgamated, amalgamated, tripped on that word, from people he knew, and uh, also a little bit of himself. He started working with most of the characters in the mid-80s when he was a teenager. The strip name came from his time while working at an amusement park as a face painter and artist. One of the caricature artists had a sign that says, Don't be a doorknob, showing the artist surrounded by living doorknobs asking stupid questions. He lives in Ireland now, and to be fair, the word knob is an entirely different meaning there. Be sure to look that up. Needless to say, he had a lot of explaining to do. How he got into cartooning, he's been drawing and painting since he could pick up a pencil. His dad was an artist and got the creativity gene from him. He always loved comic books and used those to learn to draw. When he discovered that he could tell a story or give an opinion from his strip via his comics from his strip, he found his voice and didn't want it to be silenced. His influences, there's quite a few, and it's a wide variety, such as Da Vinci, James Harrington of Waukegan, Norman Rockwell, Mike Grell, the legend Alex Ross, in regards to cartoonist Burke Brethed, Bill Watterson, of course, Gary Larson, and no list is complete with the late, great Charles Schultz. What motivates him, he says, is to be fair, he's a procrastinator by nature, so it's likely the thought of disappointing others that actually gets him moving. That old Catholic school guilt has to be good for something, so he tends to drag his feet until he notices it'll affect someone else and it gives way more effort. So that, and also, of course, cold hard cash. What also inspires him again, cash is good. He has actual inspiration. It comes from all kinds of places as well. People like Mr. Rogers, uh, diners and dinners in Cork, Ireland, Jim Henson, watching his kids grow to be really good people. That's very admirable seeing his parents celebrate their 53rd wedding anniversary. Nature, in the thoughts of a multiverse, would have been explored in comics, where he's done every, everything he's always wanted to do. What he's currently working on now are basically multiple things. He's trying to gear a production on a strip that he could finally leave, leave the retail world, which is the main source of income for himself and his family, Hopefully soon, that'll happen for him. I admire his dream and his tenacity. And from there, he's working on several pieces for auctions for the Jack and, Vil Jack and Jill's Foundation, the Incognito event, which has to be done and mailed out very soon during this uh, interview. And of course, the whole procrastination of things you'll most likely have it on the day of the deadline. But overall, he could take the strip for the, to the next level next year. If you want to look at his strip, feel free to catch up at KnobsvilleUSA.com, all one word. What comic strips he reads are unfortunately not as many as he used to. He tends to follow more editorial cartoonists now, since he doesn't use a lot of politics in Knobsville, Knobsville rather. doesn't have to worry about influencing the sh uh, strip too much. He tends to stay away from the old strips he loved for that fear alone to make sure that the neighborhood voices are unsullied. I think that's all. Uh, basically, reach out again 
to our creator at KnobsvilleUSA.com, or you can also see him on RaidersOfTheLostFlicks.com. Thanks, Tom, for allowing us to uh, visit you and, of course, in Knobsville, USA. So, guys, that'll wrap up. As always, if you are a creator and want to be spotlighted, please let me know. The Big Bad Comic Strip can also be found on Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Podcast, Radio Public, and now, of course, on Apple Podcasts. With that, rant on, and as, st- and as always, stay cartoony. Take care.